and welcome to Up To It, Down To It, Episode 8. I'm your host, Cameron Shushtar, and with me is Ty Robertson. Hey, I'm Ty Robertson. I'm a VFX artist from Atlanta, Georgia. Roman Fruhan. Hi, my name is Roman Fruhan, and I'm bound by law not to talk about Dragon Con for this uh, podcast. It's true. And with us today is a special guest, our friend Momo. What up? My name's Momo, also from Atlanta, Georgia, as a senior motion designer, and I will be your anime convention specialist for this podcast. Excellent. Nice. Excellent. So we're here to talk today about our experiences with various cons, conventions, if you will. And today, because we usually, our big thing is Dragon Con. That's its own thing. So we're not really going to, tr- we're going to do our best not to talk about it, but uh that's not probably gonna happen, gonna happen it, it'll yeah. probably yeah <laughs> but the, the, a couple people here are drinking and over time things will get out of control one of them's already about to spill his drink he's already that far gone so it's, it's <laughs> we're, we're getting there already very fast yes. <laughs> guess who it is so <laughs> he's been tied he's the secret alcoholic of the group yeah you did this it's true <laughs> hope none of my relatives listen to this episode you should spread it to them just let them know they don't know i do this yeah hey, i know your relatives be drinking that kentucky bourbon that's true oh, i feel like as soon so as you become yeah right you know old enough to drink like everybody who's you know the typical conservative family members come out and be like all right we were drinking this whole time we just didn't <laughs> we just didn't want to show y'all they straight up like so uh, my fiance's uh, mother's side of the family is, uh, I guess, their history of alcoholics. So, like, their grandmother is, like, sworn off of it and, like, into religion. So, when it comes oh, to yeah. big reunions, they, like, like everyone who, who's a big drinker kind of, like, hides it from her and, like, kind of mm. shuffles it around. Like, hey, you got you got the good stuff? It's like, yeah, I got the good stuff. I was hoping you say, like, someone brings it out and you just start seeing her start sweating. Just like, oh, I don't need it. I don't Dude, need it. My, my mom calls me, like, well, you know. Me and Italian, close with the family. My mom still calls me like this day. You're not drinking too much. You are a fruhan. You got to be careful. It's like, oh my God, Ma. What does that even mean? Uh, like, the fruhans had a lot of uh, a lot of interesting alcohol stories in our family's history. So she's just like, be careful. You have fruhan, you know. Meanwhile, like, we're right. talking about going to cons. Yeah. yeah meanwhile, yeah. segue into this is what happens. Chugging no, no, champagne. Like, <laughs> no, this is a. Uh, it's relevant. Yeah, it's, you, you know what happens at cons. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, one quick question, guys. Party. Do you, have you guys ever been to any bar mitzvahs or bat mitzvahs when you were kids? No. Yeah, no. that's a throwback. Yeah. Mama, did you get to have any wine when you were there? A little bit. Yeah, oh. I was like Those this. One, I was like cups, the one right? like. Yeah, little sippy, little sample, sippy little shot glasses. Yeah, I was like uh, one of the Christian kids in like an all Jewish like Orthodox community, so we we partied hard at those <laughs> coming of age. But yeah. this is a thing that only happens in uh, TV episodes. Oh, and stuff. those aren't real, <laughs> oh, of course. No, I've, the, <laughs> I think the first Jewish person I ever met in my entire life was Kamran. <laughs> so. Mazel tov. Listen, yeah. I came. I yeah, I came. I I lived Mountain. in Allen, Texas, which everyone was Catholic and Indian, so like no one was, no one was Jewish. I I did not. I didn't. I didn't know you existed, Comron, until until we met. <laughs> Where you're like, I can't believe he's real. Was that was that how it, it went? was? Great. I converted immediately. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Everyone, everyone always asks me for yarmulkes. It's so weird. But uh, I just want to say like really fast. 
Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like actually, I got you. You got those little beanies. I I got that's yeah that's yeah like uh all my all my friends here like a lot of them are like Latin dudes and we're gonna go to a Giants game at the end of this month and I got them all to agree to go on Jewish Heritage Night and the first oh, thing awesome. they all say because it was the cheapest somehow but uh they all were like so do we get yarmulkes I'm like no they think they get like a free shirt and they're like but we want can you bring us yarmulkes and I'm like no I can't I can't do this I'm sorry it's not happening. Would I want to be an f- Iron Maiden yarmulke. <laughs> you could probably do that. I One friend's bar mitzvah I went tight. to, he was very big into like history and world stuff. So it was actually a cool globe uh, type like map uh, yarmulke. That is so sick. Yeah, I wonder really how much cool. like gold, like so, you know, like I wonder like the most expensive like yarmulke is out there. Oh, they're probably expensive gold just flakes. right off of the bat. Anything involving religion and merch yeah. is going to be pricey. Very so much true. can can yeah. anybody wear one or is it like is it like a cross necklace where any <laughs> if you open? went into a synagogue they have extras for any person you could just come in and that's put nice. it on that's, i used to steal them sick. all the time you're kidding like yeah you, you literally could just walk out with them because they're very the ones they have there are very cheap so like they're not going to be like very nice ones but they're ones that you'll have one you'll be like oh baby's so first you're saying go is I can cosplay Jewish. <laughs> yes. Technically, and, yeah, yes. But so thinking about that, I remember I was at a con that was in this huge convention, convention center that had a cheerleading camp, like a cheerleading convention at the same time, and a like mm. really like Southern Baptist like spiritual thing, even though the convention was like <laughs> in the North. But, oh, wow. Oh, awesome. my gosh. When, when the, three, the three cultures combine, it's just chaos. Chaos. <laughs> When you combine anime Christianity and alcohol. What was, the, uh, yeah, what was the question that you've been trying to ask for like five minutes? I was, minutes gonna, I was just sorry. asking about the bar because uh, when I was like 12, everyone was, you know, everyone's all turning 13 at the same time. So we all started going to all the everyone's bar mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs and stuff. I didn't get to have one, unfortunately, but like uh, they all had the little wine cups there. So for the first time, they're you know everyone's like yeah you're allowed to have a cup because you know it's it's fine it's for the celebration we're like okay cool and we're twelve so we first take our sips and mm-hmm. we're like oh fuck it's let me, delicious let me grab another one nice. let me grab another one all right I think they're gonna start watching grab- me hey dude can you go grab me another one. 12 <laughs> cups in of those mini cups you're like in some like you know synagogues for every, for everyone so they have like these little playhouses for like really young kids there's like eight 12 year olds just all around and inside it like oh my oh i just can't what's happening good, like first alcohol experience because it yeah. feels like the pattern is most people try beer and they go ooh gross wine's like just good universal yeah no mine was a drunk religious experience as a 12 year old that's what happened that's <laughs> that's awesome yeah it was, it was great wow. I just remember leaving, and my parents were like, "Wow, you, you sound really tired from that that bar mitzvah." And I'm like, "Yeah, I just, yeah. Why do I have a headache?" I'm pretty sure I, I got more fucked up on my first soda than my first drink. Oh. Like I remember, I remember when I had my first fucking soda when I was like, I must have been like three or four. And my grandpa gave me a Mountain Dew. Oh no, he's oh yeah, our, sugar, just the sugar crash. Oh, our yeah. clan Bouncing. has drank this for yeah. generations, and now you will too. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure Grandpa got into a Mountain Dew. Excellent work. Excellent. 
but yeah we're here for for cons <laughs> so uh i had various questions for everybody and the first i had was you know before you ever went to a con what was your perception of it like what did you think a con was like what did you think like went on at a con originally before you ever went if you still have that idea in your head maybe i mean i i definitely do because i i think it took me out of everybody here like the latest to to go to a con like i didn't go until we were in college like i'd never really been to like a like a nerd convention type of thing until xcon in 2012 or 2013 whenever that was um i feel like i had like the very stereotypical um sort of like again what you see joked about on like tv and in like um sunday comics and that kind of stuff um like a bunch of sweaty guys in costumes waiting in line for stuff that you know doesn't matter to meet people that like you know are washed up like that type of thing um which is like 100 percent still true <laughs> like none of that is false but there's a there is a genuine joy of like doing it for real and um you know meeting some you know random washed up actor that you actually really really like and getting to have a wonderful one-on-one conversation with him finding some silly piece of merch that's you know meaningless but you really really like it yeah overpriced um, but yeah, meaning overpriced. F- meaningful yeah they're meaningful. Yeah, meaningful for you especially if it's yes. from the con itself they're like oh yeah it's our handmade one 80 dollars. Yeah. yeah what so it's yeah it's a story <laughs> well i think it, i think it's talking about like washed up actors 100 percent agree with that but i think it's also kudos to actually see and appreciate the actual voice actors like behind the people cause, like behind the characters because yeah voice actors just, are like, different yeah when it, than like a television actor i feel like voice actors get like very much like the recognition they deserve at cons they'll have they the the giant posters else. with like mm-hmm. yeah. all their characters on it behind them and they'll kind of pick from it and be like oh you're from that one show excellent yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that's always funny seeing the the voice actors where the the one particular actor who's got like 50 characters and you're like squinting to like see what, <laughs> which one of these do i recognize um there was one time i'm going to talk about dragon con but there was one time at dragon con where Cameron and I came across the the lady who did a uh, random like like a uh, one-off character voices for like Pokemon for like the first like five seasons or something like that. Oh, this she, question. Yeah, oh. she actually she actually had a photo of every single character and Pokemon voice that she like ever did for the show just kind oh, of wow. like as a joke. And I thought that was super funny cuz I'm like that's an incredible achievement. There's not a single character that I really well, there was one, but there, there wasn't a single character that really stood out other than um, I did ask her about... Electabuzz, the, uh, right? Electabuzz, yeah. Yep, I, wanted to I knew know. it. She was, on, she was on season one, and I was like, hey, do you know the behind-the-scenes story of what the heck happened with Electabuzz's voice in Pokemon season one? Because he What's sounds wrong like with a, Electabuzz's voice? It, he's in, like, one episode. He, and, uh, should I do the sound? I, I, I guess to... I haven't gotten there that far. Yeah. Uh, he electabuzz when they first see him the only sound he makes is like and it's like a weird... it sounds like a man like jiggling his jowls yeah. close to the mic it's so he doesn't he doesn't say his name like other pokemon well you and know was... the guy's probably getting fucking electrocuted give him a break <laughs> 24 7 it's he just feels the constant, constant electrocution. pain yeah and i asked her so wait if you did a bunch of just random one-off episode pokemon voices do you know the guy who did that and she's like oh yeah he was just some guy and he didn't know what Electabuzz was supposed to sound like. And they said, make it up. And so he did. And now that's his voice. Like, wow. <laughs> just Classic. permanently forever. Like, that's what awesome. What a guy. 
yeah so that type of stuff is super fun um sorry i didn't mean to detract from what momo was That's trying to say <laughs> but i think it's like to your point though ty like it's interesting when you go into um those kind of rooms and you're like oh i know this one voice actress or actor from like this one show mm. it's like oh they actually done other ones like for instance mm. talking about getting like merch and like grabbing memories from it I actually um, grabbed like a signature from the voice actress that actually does like Bulma and from Dragon Ball, and oh, actually cool. she actually voice actress like actually uh, four hundred over four hundred fifty voices. But what I love the character she does is actually from like this one obscure anime series called Ghost Stories, which basically <gasps> oh, yeah. it's yeah yeah, and basically she's like this born again Christian and she's hysterical of just trying to convert everyone and it's just you know just madness right. So I think it's funny. We're like, okay, I want you to sign like this specific character autograph sheet compared to other like that. dozens of yeah hundreds of um, stuff you have done. I I really want you to like sign this one. So I think it's really well, unique of like figuring out. Oh my gosh, you actually voiced this? Like no shit. Like all right, cool. Well, it's great to ask questions about that stuff because I would ask all day about what the heck was going on with Ghost Stories. That's an anime. If anybody listening hasn't seen that but the whole the whole english dub is ad-libbed because they didn't get what they didn't get like a proper translation they didn't and they didn't care either yeah for the english translation wait, they just they went ham on you're it you're kidding me wait we're talking about dbz is, not pokemon right no this is a, a an anime ghost that, stories a, a DBZ oh the ghost actress. stories i was yeah. i thought i for some reason when y'all were just saying like ad-libbed I, I was like i have been watching the original pokemon and by the end of the episodes, it seems like everyone just gives up on the script. <laughs> You're probably You're not wrong. Like I just there I too. just watched the one. Yeah. I just watched the one with um. There was like a ghost that Brock fell in love with, and it turned into like a haunter. Or yeah, shit. yeah. And then at the Good end, times. you find out that the ghost like was paying haunter to like <laughs> scare people i guess but i'm like does haunter need money are they just <laughs> yeah. extorting people she's still waiting for like her love what the fuck is some going people on? just want to watch the world burn roman in this case it's yeah. a haunter oh wait 100%. so ghost stories it, i think i've heard of this this is the one where everyone just doesn't give a fuck right they just yeah. say the Dude, most momo, random right. shit momo showed me back in college or some shit oh my god i know you showed me at some point in time it yeah was... it's they're all on youtube like the original english um and yeah they to ty's point they didn't really care about the english dubbed it's just just whatever they want it to be and of course there's a lot of like jokes that don't really pass now these days but you know what does uh but yeah it's just like just really obscure stuff and one of the characters uh, was yeah this born again Christian like middle schooler and she's trying to convince like other people just to you know convert to the religion that like lesbians go to hell like really stupid yeah, what, stuff what, what, that, was, what was her name it was like born again Betty or some shit yeah, yeah it's like born again Betty but like, her real name was like the was, like Mamako something something but it was but again it was just funny because I didn't realize she like her voice you know the actress who voiced her also voiced like other stuff like Bulma and like others you know other characters Oh, so you get to ask her, like, how is that? (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I appreciate those kind of moments where, yeah, they're 100% are washed up actors of, like, you haven't been anything in, like, 20 years, but you still have the really fun moments with them regardless. That's funny that have... All right, so this is kind of of derailing from the con just for a second, just because I'm curious. Momo, have you ever seen the 80s OVA Angel Cop? Yeah! Dude, Angel yeah. Cop, super Angel hyper Cop. violent, ridiculous six episode series. 
and it is so funny not only because it's just overly violent and gory but it it the the voice acting is probably the worst english dub i've ever <laughs> ever listened to but it was on purpose when i looked through and i and i realized it was on purpose i watched it with the uh the subs and oh my god this anime was like homophobic xenophobic racist like and i could not believe it so the people who were tasked with dubbing this anime like we're just like we need to just make this funny and stupid because it will not fly over here in the uk it will not fly in the u.s <laughs> so we need to just completely change it and the dubbing just changes the entire entire final product and makes it watchable and fun so and that's that's, awesome. that's as far as i'm gonna go well, back again the there's Angel there's Sorry stuff like that, that you there can you. talk to like the smaller sort of mini celebrities yeah exactly like, about exactly. Uh, cons and that's like really special that's where the oh, that's good conversations come in whether it's talking to people that want to check out bigfoot or not because uh, that yeah. happens as well. oh you went to the yeah you went to the yeah, me and Cameron trolled the 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 bigfoot uh guys who were i don't know what they were doing at at a con but uh yeah we were we we're like convince us because people what, who go to cons are like that shit i just it's i guess i mean so. it's a call it's like a niche you know cult kind of falling because you, you have different types of cons right you have cons that are more like generic multimedia conventions which i think is is like a dragon con or something but then you have you know the comic cons which is at this day and age it's more like sponsored and it's more just to show yeah. like really cool updates more like rele- new releases trailers and whatnot more press releases than originally and then you have like the really specific like micro cons that is just like you have to go there for a specific reason like a niche one because i know you guys you went to fright fest didn't you Did oh you yeah. Guys yeah. To- yeah. yeah 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 we go to fright fest that one's fun. It is. It is fun. But it's just like when it, or well, I guess. Wait, what? What was our question that we were on? It was what, what? What did you think cons Sorry, were? The, the wine is hitting me. I, I, I already know. Right. I'm trying to steer it back to like cons. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Okay. This wait, is what we so do. Was, what did, what did we perceive? <laughs> what did we perceive? What did I perceive? Cons. What were? What did you think cons would be like before you actually went to one? If you still remember that feeling I, or thought don't think i ever had that thought just because i didn't know i didn't know but my dad took me because i was like obsessed with guitar hero back in like 2007 i think we went to 2007 or 2008 quake con in dallas which was all video games and ever since 2004 i think i was cemented as someone who was obsessed with video games with the release of half-life 2 counter-strike source like that got me but guitar hero i actually <laughs> Got entered into a Guitar Hero competition oh at like the age of 13 or 14 or something. So I had to go to QuakeCon. I didn't make it very far into the into the thing. So cool but though, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. This is a place with booths, with just games that I could play before they're released. And people are just giving away free swag. Um The next year, I like begged my dad, can we go to QuakeCon again? Can we go to QuakeCon again? So my dad, me, and Bruno went, and we decided to do the BYOC room, which is bring your own computer. So we went, I wrapped my computer up in a bunch of towels, and we went and set up our computer in this giant auditorium, just full of other people having a LAN party. And that was so much fun. I played Counter-Strike Source for 68 hours straight. 
people were just passing out free pizza like if you needed rest like we just went up to the hotel room like my dad got because he was like i just wrote it off as like a work expense or some <laughs> shit and so me and bruno were just like hell yeah if we need to shower like this is what's happening we just go up there shower and go right back down but it, it's it's weird i i never knew what cons were until until like after my second convention Wow. I, I, I knew E3 because of G4. I'd watch that all the time, but mm-hmm. that didn't really seem like a convention. That seemed like an event yeah. you go to. Yeah, full yeah, show, like, it's a showcase. It's yeah. A showcase, show. yeah, showcase. Trade I don't show, even yeah. think I was familiar with uh, with um, Comic-Con at the time. Um, funny QuakeCon story. The, the id software or 3d realms like i can't remember which one it might have been both they might have owned each other at that point but uh they had a booth and there were all these booth babes and my friend bruno comes back with just a stack of classic big box brand new um or i guess old but unopened releases like 3d realms releases and id software releases like doom and and wolfenstein and hexen and heretic and like all of these crazy first person games made in the build engine and i was like how did you get those and he was just like you know as a as a 14 year old he was like i just went up there and hit on the booth babes and they immediately gave it to me and i'm like what he's like yeah go over there and drop a one-liner and <laughs> and though they will give you free games Right like, passage right shit. there. Yeah, right I guess. Passage. And I'm like, I'm fucking, I've never hit on a woman before in my life. So I walk over there and I said some one liner. Didn't work. Didn't work because it was bad. So I was seriously just walking around the con to like people who looked like they might have had a girlfriend at one point in time, which was very rare at Quake Con, you know. <laughs> but I found this random guy and we struck up a conversation. He was just like, hit him with this line. Hey, babe, I just ate a bag of Skittles. Want to taste the rainbow? <laughs> oh, my God. And I oh, said Lord. it. And all the booth babes started laughing. And they each gave me a free game. And I walked away with, like, some classic-ass video games. And then <laughs> installed them into my com- computer, like, right on right at QuakeCon, which was so cool. I think, like, Hexen was like 14 floppy disks or something. To I was going to say, oh my God. in floppy I, disks? I still, well, Hexen and Heretic still had floppies, but Wolfenstein surprisingly had disk. Oh. Um, but yeah, luckily my tower at the time still had a floppy drive. Wait, you're telling me your current one doesn't? Listen, bud. Uh-huh. I managed to, <laughs> I managed to plug the wires in to this, my old ass tower that I'm using. Uh, so the disk drive still works. And people are like freak out about that. So, yeah, that was my quick con story. Okay, it was first con, and I still didn't even know what cons were. How many more times did you use that one liner? How many more times? Do I, I don't think I've ever used a pickup line ever <laughs> after that moment. That was such an embarrassing moment Fair. that I am still not proud of. But I mean, that was the name of the game. I had to play by the rules. That's true. So. Ty, would you still count "Welcome to Savannah, Ladies" as a pickup line? That's that's <laughs> you not even that? a pickup line. Or that's you... full blown harassment. That's harassment. Okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why we did that. That was for what people 
people don't know um, what Comron's referencing in my freshman year or it was not freshman year college was freshman year drive by and we'd find our friends and call them a slut well it would be like um tor and Dylan and people like that (laughs) and we would just be in the back of tor's car and we would honestly this was more to make the driver uncomfortable yeah, but you would do we, it would, to see, me. we yeah. would see, we would see, we would see either tourists, either tourists or our friends or just people who were obviously not ladies. But we would scream out of the car in like gross ass voices, just "Welcome to Savannah, ladies!" <laughs> and for some reason, that still makes Comron laugh, and I'm ashamed to this. Day. I always enjoyed it every second of the way. Yeah, because I was the one with the car, so I'd drive you all around. Did we do that in your car? Oh, yeah. I have yeah. a video of you in my car doing yep, it. Yep, that's a thing. <laughs> I want to see that video. It's a I'll great video. I'll send it to you at some point. Yeah. It's in Snapchat. <laughs> Anyways, back to cons. <laughs> yeah. It was a good time. I think my head over here. Yeah. Mm. Well, now we did I got to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Momo. <laughs> now I, no, now I got to know because Momo's like the resident like con goer out of all of us. Like, when did you start going to cons and did you have any sort of like preconceived notion? Um, so I guess my experience w- was a bit different just cause I was one of those like niche people. So for me, I would usually only go to anime conventions instead of like comic cons or anything like that. Like I would say dragon con is one of those things where it's more multimedia one and it actually made mm-hmm. me miss going to the specialized ones. Um, mm-hmm. cause there's pros and cons of both, uh, to me, huh? uh, what I think. So yeah. So for me, I started, as many people do, as 90s millennials do, we got into those those animes and those cartoons via like Adult Swim and Toonami back in the heyday. Oh, so yes. for me, it was, yeah, uh, Inuyasha and uh, other <laughs> shenanigans, uh, FMA, stuff like that. And so I was 12 when I went to my first anime convention um, at that time. I was lucky enough to like go with my sister who was four years older than me. So like we would tag team and go at least like two or three different cons a year. And some would be like locally um, because I was originally from Cleveland, Ohio, but some would be like some of the bigger ones would be in Columbus because that's the capital. So our biggest one we used to always go to and it's still going on now to this day is Ohio Con, which is like, you know, back in the day is like, you know, 12 to 60,000 people, which you know, seem big. And it's still, you know, I guess kind of is, um, of course, pre-COVID. But yeah, to me, it's very interesting because I love anime. I'm excited, you know, because you have the voice actors there. You have um, the people there. You have the, you have the dealer's room, which I think to this day, me mm-hmm. being an adult with money now, I'm like, dealer's room. Because I feel like dealer's room is really, really unique because you find very interesting things you wouldn't normally find. Like the most obscure shit I have in my house is from a convention. Um, but to me, I think the most biggest misconception misconception that I actually loved was how into it people were. So when it comes to like, you can cosplay, you can dress up. So for me, I like, you know, dressed up as Inuyasha as a little 12 year old barefoot and, and shit. <laughs> oh uh, and, but again, yeah, oh you have these barefoot? people though. Yeah, funny story about that. When I was a kid, we were on like the 18th floor of like a hotel room. And because it's during a con, all you know, thousands of people here, it, all, the, all the elevators were, were like booked up. You couldn't get in. It was took like, you know, minutes to like 
go to floor to floor. So I had a habit of like walking up barefoot, like 18 flights, like there and back in my little, little costume. Because the character oh, is barefoot. No. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't stick to that. diseases your poor yeah. feet got. Yeah, as, as a trooper as a kid. But to me, what was a great surprise and to this day, honestly, is how elaborate people got into their costumes. Like they would spend thousands of dollars or, you know, DIY it. And it just looks so badass. Where I know these days you have like these really cool, um, like, co- like costume contests. We can win a lot of money, but I just never knew people were, were like that dedicated, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty, pretty cool thing to see. Nice. Definitely. Wait, when you said all those flights, were you actually going upstairs or like an elevator? Yep. Nope. Stairs? Nope. You were doing stairs, the 18 flights. Yo, 18 props. flights. All right. Barefoot, awesome. man. Oh yeah. Just imagine it's, someone yeah, like crazy. going down and they just hear like huffing and they look down. And it's like, what the hell is that running up? Is that a yeah, demon? What the fuck is <laughs> yeah, a demon yeah, child? Little like squirt, you know, like in like the shabbiest little costume, you know, like a twelve year old can get their hands on. So, you know, but again, I, it's, it's those it's those memories. So I, I had only ever been to one Acon, and I never really wait. You've been you seen Acon? Yeah, I went to stop it. And Young Jeezy, were they trying to stop. take it easy? All right. Anyways, I went to the Dallas Acon, and I only went there because my friends were there. Um. And oh my god. I thought this was this was post my first year at Dragon Con. I thought Dragon Con had a deodorant problem, a non deodorant <laughs> problem. <laughs> yeah, Holy shit. Yeah. The Dallas Acon in the yeah. in the in the Texas heat mm-hmm. baked baked these weeaboos. Yep. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And and it was it was rough. And I just remember like I remember some friends that we had in college that were just like, yeah, I don't wear deodorant or cologne because it it covers up my natural musk. Oh no! What, what? I was just like, I was like, dude, you haven't been to Acon, man. I will, I will go through a stick of deodorant a week from now on. Whoever <laughs> says that, I'll I feel ruin like, that all your, of my black t-shirts. Is that your anime superpowers? Like I don't wear deodorant. <laughs> yes, that well, is so- that is. Well, so fun fact about Akon, actually, that's actually um, one of the first anime conventions that was uh, first put on in the U.S. in like 1983 in really? Dallas was Akon. Yeah. So Ooh. is that one? Wow. It was kind of like a fight or like not a fight, but a dispute, right? Of like what's like the first anime cons to like get going in the U.S. Um, it's the, the 80s and the 90s. But yeah, Dallas was 100 percent the first ones. Um, there's also one in like San Jose. Uh, San Jose. There's one in uh just like other areas i'm trying to look to remember uh what areas but yeah like dallas for akon was one of the, the first ones which is pretty cool which those that don't know san jose is in california it's basically silicon valley area mm. yeah uh-huh. yeah it's it's anime con um that's what it, what it was called in 1991 um and it was one of the first conventions to break a thousand attendee mark which i thought was pretty chill wow meanwhile dragon con is like what eighty thousand now yeah yeah, oh I, think I, I think I got up to like 100, 120, right? At one point yeah. or no? I'm looking that up. Well, and even that yeah. one started in like some dude's backyard. Like It uh, did. It was some dude's backyard back in like 83 or some shit. <laughs> That's crazy. Now it's in every <laughs> damn hotel in that area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what I think is interesting about, I know 
talking not too much about DragonCon, what I think is really interesting is like all these conventions of where they live, right? So I know the big one in Columbus I used to go to as a kid, OhioCon, um, it was in a big convention center. So it had the space for it, which is why it was divvied up to like, all right, uh, a Weeboo convention's going on. You got a cheerleading one. You got that <laughs> Christian one. Just mix it all in, right? But then you have other conventions, which is usually the standard, depending on how big it is or small it is. It's usually in its own convention center or just within the hotel itself. So what I find is interesting about like a Comic-Con or a DragonCon or, you know, is just it's spread out within the city itself. Mm-hmm. So I, it's definitely an experience for anyone to just try it once. It could be overwhelming depending on what you want to do, what panels you want to go to. But it's definitely to try it just once in your lifetime. I've never been a panels guy. I think yeah. I, I only went That's to fair. I went to I went to the Godzilla panel with with Comron. It's a good panel. I went to my first year. I went to go see one panel for an upcoming remake of a game that I used to play all the, all the time called Rise of the Triad. And then one year I went to go see William Shatner speak. That's about it. Yeah, I think and um, it just never made me want to go to. I'm like I'm missing out on all of this party and see this hour and a half long panel. Well, yeah, what about those eighteen and up? You know, as a kid, you're like, oh, I wonder. Well, what's oh, going yeah. on in there? That and then you go in true. there and you're like, and you're like, oh, I see you. This, this is just like a Reddit thread, like subreddit. Well, like, cool. <laughs> wait a second. When did Ty? How wh- was I 21 yet when we went to DragonCon the first time? No, no, no. we must have. No way. We weren't, but I feel like I partied. I still partied like crazy. I mean, well, how many I people at those to, cons probably were like, hey, who cares? Yeah, have some drinks, dude. Meeting I mean, the up concerts, with the Colonial Marines. Like the, yeah. Well, and it's like I know one of the things we wanted to talk about was um what's like the most enticing thing that made us want to go to cons and it's on the surface level like starting out, you know, you look at the pamphlets that you get in the mail and I like I remember thinking like oh, I want to go to panels. And then we didn't end up doing like any um because it usually ends up being again, it's those weird little experiences and interactions where you you either meet somebody that you you know out of the blue like see some celebrity or somebody that you really wanted to meet you meet somebody who you end up making good friends with um it ends up being the groups that you hang out with and just completely derailing your plans to do whatever they want to do yeah um just because that's going to end up being way more fun like um yeah it's i feel like that's usually what happens is people who are kind of getting their feet wet look at the itinerary and say this is my itinerary that i've made and then that goes out the window pretty quick it's covered in alcohol pretty much very fast it's, it's <laughs> yeah. all over the place yeah. you might have eaten it 100 yeah um well i think it's, it's, think it's tricky all... right like going with a big group of people right of just yeah. Like, yeah try you try to be a team and then at one point it's like all right let's just meet up here for like this you know one bar for like happy you know after party yeah. or like this one this one hotel room like the friends i've made through just randomly just going like oh my friend's in here but they left i'm gonna hang out with you now and it's yeah. like oh now you're lifelong friends that's like, always I, what happens yeah i i think i think we all have like one agreed upon day where that's the day we're all gonna walk together through like the merch alley <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. and we're and just gonna separate. blow all of our fucking money and you just kind of you rediscover each other in within aisles. So you just see someone across, and you go, "Hey, hey there there's are. Comron looking at all the tails. Are you get a <laughs> dare, don't don't no. start rumors. Don't yes. start rumors, man. Yes. Don't do that. Don't get do that. It, I remember girl. when I first caught you down there. <laughs> don't I was hoping you got a cute one. I'd like to formally, formally state: I have never did and never will have a tail. 
Um, well, I mean, for the we record. convinced you not to buy one. Meanwhile, we picked out a phenomenal one for Momo. <laughs> Momo oh, got so one with matching, matching ears. It's so fantastic, cute. and Kamran's missing out. I'm I'm okay with that. I can I can live again. With that. The, the very unique stuff you wouldn't yeah. normally get because I I do appreciate that where it's like the dealer's room, which is like multiple floors, depending how big the con you're at, and then you have like the artist alley, and you see people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know whether it's like oh. they're showing their stuff out for the first time or it's more like veterans like yep i've done this before this is kind of like hey here's my following meet me here yeah it's like i'm gonna sell shit so i get one print from elmore every time i go who is the guy who does like all of the classic D &D artwork Mm. one print every time i'm there yeah like like shadow run i think you got one of his shadow yes i had one of shadow run one for some like dungeons and dragons expansion in the 80s some really good stuff but that's like tis tradition that's definitely one of the most like actually enticing things because we all really look forward to that one day that we sync up to go to artist alley and go to like the merch you know location um and usually yeah you'll meet someone there who's like oh i know this person like from you know their art or something they've worked on or whatever maybe they're a scientologist who's who knows yeah <laughs> you, wow this stuff always... looks so cool oh have you taken the test yet oh fuck i gotta yeah, leave you guys reason, i wonder if that's just an us <laughs> thing or if anybody else has experienced that but it always seems like there's some freaking you know scientology booth that's like it's selling... a good disguise it looks like a crazy they're world books yeah, yeah. they're selling sci-fi that's novels but then you. secretly it's it's all like indoctrination material yeah so, you're depressed that? give us your money what is... oh, man yeah i i just i just think it's so great like bringing someone for the first time there and then mm. if you see something oh yeah i'll come back to it and then getting like freaking lost of like as each booth sometimes all kind of look the same depending on what the merch is yeah. but yeah i think it's really cool just when you first go in there with someone and they're like what is all this and i'm like hey, blow all your money all right yeah, yeah. prepared to spend all day here um yeah. i remember like a, another chance like fun artist encounter when you're uh, a dragon con i'm gonna it's gonna keep happening um i met uh one of the original creators of the uh scrooge mcduck comics the comic strip that became ducktales i remember that and yeah I, I don't think anybody else was around for this i just like i got was on my own yeah, I told you about him later, and then we ended up going back. Um, he was, like, up on the top floor, like, by himself, and uh, I just ended up talking to him for a while and was like, oh, yeah, I really kind of want to get into these. Um, and was talking to him about the sort of progression of overtime, how this slowly turned into what the DuckTales show became and then the reboot became and, like, how he feels about that because, like, he doesn't really have a hand in that, but it is, like, adapted from his material. And he was talking about how he really appreciated how the new show has, like, the backgrounds in the intro are all comic panels that like are from his comics. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Um, so I was like, Oh, this is so interesting. Like I want to buy stuff from this dude. Like um, it, it almost like created like a fan, you know, um, because suddenly this is like personal connection of like, Oh, I've met this guy. Like I'd feel bad if I didn't at least check out his work at some point, you know, even if I don't buy something like right now, um, like those interactions again are, are really cool. Yeah, for sure. I actually took a class, a comic book class, when I was still in community college before I went to SCAD, and uh, that was one of the books, like, was one of the Scrooge McDuck books, because it talks about immigration and all this other stuff, so it was actually part of, like, the the uh, the text we were going through. So that's why I got excited, because I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this before, I have the actual book, so it was really cool. 
Yeah, those were weirdly serious for something. Yeah, about, no, they are like, they, Disney they... characters. They were. Com- he was kind of left to his own devices. Disney didn't really like patrol him too much. <laughs> like let him make his own little. It's like immigration. Story. What? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it very interesting. Uh, but one question: What's what was everyone's first con? Well, you already heard. Yeah, say, like, yeah. this is Quake Con, all right? Yeah. Momo, you said yours. Was it the anime? Convention? Um, Ohio Con is great. I Colossal Con. It's also in Cleveland, and it was at a water park. That's such a un- another unique what? thing for like cons, depending on like where like where it's being hosted. Usually, yeah, it's at a hotel room, convention center. This one was very unique where it was kind of a convention area, but it was mainly like a straight up like water park. So called Kalahari in like Sandusky, which is where like Cedar Point is. Was it um, in the water park? Yeah, yeah. Or so like, like basically, um, which I would say like cosplay, like bathing suits are a big thing there <laughs> during that time. Um, but yeah, it was very unique where like you had different panels, same old setup as you would a regular con. But then there's very unique like meetups within the water park of... You know, whether it's, like, a lot of, like, swimsuit photo shoots, whether if you're, like, this one character just dressed up in, like, their swimsuit form, whatever that may be. There's, like, a bunch of, like, stuff like that. Um, Really funny thing to see people, like, in cosplay but still getting wet because, like, their makeup runs or wigs get. Um, Yeah, I feel like like I would not be able to... My fucking cosplay would just be ruined. Yeah. But but then wet. you see like the buff like guy wearing like a magic carp hat, but he's like in a speedo and he's like oh, I love that. has like an like a six pack, like all the, buff the and Doug shit. The Doug Trio but... boys. Oh nice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh no. Oh so, yeah. Dude, that that seems like the perfect if I had to do that, I would either do like Milo in Atlantis when he goes underwater, or because uh, that's so easy, or um all those older like DC Marvel swimsuit specials where they had all the heroes like that, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm just Captain America. Here's my <laughs> it gives American everybody flag." A free pass to like take it a little bit lighter on the yeah. That, that does seem, yeah, it does seem exactly. le- legitimately lighter, like actually. Uh, but that's actually but yeah, really cool. I, I, yeah, I think it's really interesting, and I think just in general, like the cons I used to go as a kid, some were like close enough you could commute from like your actual house, and some you had to you know get in a hotel room. I love to like open up the question to you guys like i know there's definitely a different sense of like community if you like get a hotel room there versus commuting and stuff like that like you don't want to like you know have fomo or anything but yeah i i had always been a commuting type guy because i mean in living living in allen texas which is pretty close to all of the conventions which would be at like the airport in dallas or somewhere else in dallas or whatever so I would I was always about commuting. Same thing with like Dragon Con. I'll just commute from a hotel that's not a main hotel, and then I won't have to worry about, you know, staying there. Walking up eighteen but, flights of stairs barefoot. Yeah, yeah walking up eighteen flights of stairs barefoot. But at the same time, I notice I think I have the most fun when I'm there. Yeah, I mean, in the hotel when I'm there. Mm-hmm because because then it's non-stop there is no let's wake up in the morning let's have our breakfast let's calm down yeah we'll spend like a couple hours at the con we'll go blah 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 no it's you go upstairs you pass out you wake up the next day you're already in costume from the night before and you, <laughs> you never left downstairs <laughs> 10 of us to yeah. a room you know oh yes God. 10 people floor. to a room yeah. i love that it's like a fucking you know i was gonna say a three-day you know slumber party but it's 
more like a five day slumber party because I make it fort on the floor. That's great. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm I'm cool with staying on the floor. I'm down with that. Oh, I love it. Or if I get to stay in bed, you know, I get to cuddle with Ty. <laughs> I was going to say, everybody gets a, a cuddle from Ty, whether it's... Yeah, everyone gets a piece of Ty. <laughs> everybody gets a piece it of Ty. Happens. Happens. I think you and I cuddle We one pass night. him around. It was, good. it was good. We, we good just time. pass him around. He's just a used napkin. I'm just a, a sardine in a can. Like, <laughs> but I agree. It's oh definitely those moments, like in a hotel room, again, where randomly people just come into your room. You're like, "What up?" Especially if you're on site, like the hotel that's hosting. That is it. the funniest just, thing when yeah. random people that like one member of your group just brings up to the room, and you just don't know who they are. <laughs> Hello, I'm Gary, and you're like, "What? Who are you?" <laughs> Gary. Gary. <laughs> Gary. Uh, Gary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, then you also yeah. end up with like a, a lot of the some of the good memories just yeah happen in the the hotel room where like again it's random strangers who all kind of convene in somebody's room like um the 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 time when uh, Roman cut his hair that was a big deal oh god dude yeah, the, when so the Marines those did Aussies, that man they're that awesome. Yeah. The Vegemite, I had a whole thing of Vegemite. that. Vegemite, they're, like, they're like you actually oh, really? did it, yeah. and I'm like yeah I ate the I ate the Vegemite. They're like oh my god, <laughs> I yeah. didn't think you'd actually who do are it. you. I'm a I'm a man for challenges. That was that was my friend Kitty Fett from uh, from Australia. Oh yeah, Where always brings the Vegemite. What's so that? They recently bought bought a ha- like I know I met two of the Aussies yeah in that room and they they bought a house recently. But again, it's like cool memories like that where like you make come friends with them, mm. and then you're like, hey, what up? You know? Yeah. Especially if they're from out of the country, then it's even more. It's like twenty times more interesting because you have so many questions of like, why are you here? And it's like. <laughs> Yeah. Came all the way to America literally for, for Dragon Con, or yeah. Con it is. Listen, yeah. I I meet people in Savannah, Georgia, who fly in from Ireland just so they could party in Savannah for. They heard about our St. Patty's Day parades. That's what oh, happened. Oh gosh! Yeah, they're right. like, oh, yeah. we heard this Container. is the place. It is. Your, your fountains turn green, right? <laughs> yeah, you do the green yeah. fountain thing. Right? You guys well, got the most flurries, right? Like the Shamrock shakes. That's a that's a mark of a uh, yeah good city for St. Patty's. You know. um I'm just reminded of uh, randomly the um, I I didn't talk about what my first con was and I remember Kamran's got a story attached to that. No, it um, was your first con. It, it was XCon. Uh, really? Yeah, I hadn't really been so to that... a con outside of that. Yeah. Um, the XCon we went. It was uh, I th- I think the later half of our freshman year. It was the end yeah, of the it was year. Yumi, Yumi, Kamran, Pigeon. It was the four of us. We all fit in the car. Ty cosplayed as Minecraft Steve. He had yeah. the he literally brought the cardboard head and like a, the pickaxe. It was something it was Love like it. a a goofy low budget costume that I made in like high school that I just still had. Um, I wore my Batman shirt that had the what people kept calling it the Python shirt cuz it had like this special like snake skin on it or whatever. It wasn't oh actually gosh. snake skin, but people kept calling it that. Well, and Whether I, wanted it or not. I remember it was the weekend that uh, Random Access Memories came out by Daft Punk. Oh and yeah, we uh, it, it hadn't officially released in stores yet. They had just done like the live stream release where they just played the whole album on a live stream. So I remember I got a <laughs> an illegal like rip of the live stream and just put it on my phone, and like we listened to it on repeat like all the way there and back. And uh, it was in Myrtle Beach. Uh, it was like a South gosh, Carolina like three maybe four hour drive um 
and it's, it's a little con hosted in one convention center i just looked up photos i wanted to see if they're still just yeah I'm, I'm looking at all the photos in my photo album right now yeah this before i painted my armor oh my god i didn't even have a pulse rifle yet oh that's right we, we also i think learned that uh, there was like you know weapon restrictions as far as like you know props and so even if you uh, have it. yes yes can't bring a real sword i yep, mm, yep I <laughs> I, how'd you, wait how'd you find that out mama what happened uh, don't worry about it i still i still did it too don't worry about it, it okay wait, excellent yeah how did you find that out well so for my class when i was a kid again i was the perfect little uh half demon in yasha oh my god a child with a sword a real sword big ass fucking katana and yeah, I would just wave it around a lot as a kid because didn't know better. Uh, one of the first cons. And yeah, I had several people be like, you're not supposed to do that, right? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm in cosplay. Meh, meh, meh. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, they're like, costume, man's nah. bleeding on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Running they're like, nah, bro, nah. It's part of the costume. Yeah. So I just kept it like, it was still on me. And I kept like, I just didn't like bring it out. Like, you know, I just didn't like. I kept it in the sheath, basically. But yeah, I still have that katana in the basement. And I'm like, oh, I want to bring it out. And then my fiance is like, Tay, he's like, no one's going to know what the fuck that is. Like, you have an actual master sword. Just keep that on the mantle in the fireplace. The titsaiga, no one's going to know what it is. They're just thinking it's just a random sword. Just put that away. So. Oh, God. But good times. Good times. Man, I'm looking at some of these pictures. We were. We're. We're some nerds, man. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say it was pretty. It was pretty <laughs> we went these to are nerds. It's a great. Yeah, we're. I'm. I'm literally posing. That's. That's when I learned. That. That is when I learned like my first Pokemon fact. I saw these two children that were dressed as oh, Ash and Misty. Oh, right. And I was just like, oh, that's adorable. These kids dressing up as them, and and Ty was just like, they're actually probably the most accurate cosplay of them. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like they're like twelve in the show. Yeah, it's like they're really <laughs> And I was like, "Holy shit!" And they all took pictures of them. You're a lot hilarious. smaller in person. I didn't expect this. I met I met. Um, this was before we had ever been to Dragon Con, and I got my whole Colonial Marines get up for Dragon Con, and I actually ran into fellow Colonial Marines there, not dressed up in their Colonial Marine outfits, but they were just like, "Oh my gosh." there's a marine <laughs> so that's crazy oh that's awesome yeah i just sure found i found so the picture uh, you're just posing with them it's great you got your full attire on and yeah it's mm-hmm. not you don't have your little blue unicorn on there yet nothing yeah not i did not even paint my armor yet ty looks like a badass he's like minecraft you're like hey kids you're pretty <laughs> pretty good wow this this con was actually so bare bones like i'm looking at some oh, yeah. of the yep. video game sports area and it's just someone who set up a tv and brought like a street fighter fight stick oh yeah, yeah. i didn't have a beard the first year i forgot yeah and I, I get the beard until the second yeah comron you're looking pretty young thank you yeah we yeah. are some babies. i think it's crazy on that note of like what cons have evolved into we're like yeah back in the day it was just like bringing tv you know it's like have some people get together it's yada yada and then what it's the expectations and like what it is now like, yeah it's just crazy and i i like that you know I, I think the biggest thing we saw there was uh because the carolina ghostbusters were there they had ecto-1 so we got to see the the Ghostbusters uh, vehicle, which was really cool. But that was like the height of it. Um, other than that, yeah, there was like I see a Tuscan Raider. I think um, there was a 
girl dressed up as katana from mortal Kombat. it was like yeah it was like pokemon a little bit of star wars a little bit of this but there wasn't much else and I'm now curious like i wonder if xcon's still the same or if they actually well, did evolve and grow you're forgetting there's a, an important story about xcon uh kamran had a very special interaction with uh biggs darklighter from Star oh wars. yes i saw i was looking <laughs> oh at that my picture. god i remember that mm-hmm. yeah he we met the actor who played luke's friend garrick biggs. hagan yeah in the first oh, wow. star wars um and uh Cameron just freaking geeked out we were <laughs> again it was like we were in that sort of phase where we hadn't like i don't know i felt like we were all really green around the gills like we didn't really know what con procedure was or like what to expect or anything and, and Cameron talked his ear off like you i mean he seemed like he was very happy to talk back it was just so funny because we're all just sort of standing around and uh, what did you all oh, talk about you asked him like a bunch of questions it's because like a bunch of his footage was cut out uh yeah. when he's on like tattooing like, still and he's got like a scenes. dope ass cape but like uh his whole thing when you look through the star wars movies not many people like all the main characters survive it and in the first movie his character dies and you feel really bad so for me that he was had, like the, he had saddest. the best mustache in the whole series yeah <laughs> he did but his death was saddest because like the in like empire strikes back you lose like Dak, who dies immediately. I'm gonna take on the whole empire myself, and then he just dies so dies. fast. But Biggs is supposed to be like Luke's childhood best friend, and the dude just like dies covering Luke as they're going through the Death Star. And I was talking to him like, your your death was probably the saddest in the Star Wars films for me. And I just went on about that and just how like the pilot's really cool, and I was I was loving it because like Biggs and Wedge I think were like my favorite characters aside from like Luke uh because they weren't really talked about and i always wanted to know more about them so uh, yeah I, I just jumped in and then asked what i wanted to and he was really happy about it and i think he passed away unfortunately but it was just he so really? he might have I, I i'm pretty sure he did but it was yeah it was really awesome just to talk to him there i never expected to see him in south carolina myrtle beach south carolina of all yeah, places that it was, was like what really the like fuck you <laughs> yeah because we had a uh, we had interesting like experiences on our way there if you guys remember that at the gas station i don't think i do uh, I, I barely remember xcon i remember paying stupid amounts of money for some fucking street fighter comic book yeah mm. same i was gonna say i bought some comics but i I, I barely remembered dragon we went to fudruckers after i remember that we went we went to fudruckers we went to fudruckers after xcon we did we got food there i have a good memory i don't the, know why i remember that the experience at the gas station i remember we went on the way up we kind of took a weird back route that the GPS was telling us to take. And I was like, guys, like, I need to get gas soon. And we haven't seen a gas station for miles. And we're like on some weird country back road. I don't know where we Dressed are. Dressed up as fucking weirdos. Yeah. And so we stop at a gas station that's straight up the gas station from like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no. Friday the 13th. Like, no, it's like, a death no, curse. No it's franchise that looks like it's from the 70s. You're just like, oh, okay. And you're surrounded by like what looks like farmland or some shit. Yeah, you don't no, really literally. know. There was some, yeah, it was a, there was like a big farm across the road and nothing else. And it was like two pumps that were the old style, like just a little vertical tank with like a, like a little uh, spherical logo on top. It's so one of those levers and you have to pump it yourself. Did you have, like money on you? Because I, I doubt it took credit. I was gonna like, say I think we had cash? to pay cash. Yeah, and it was like at some, the cashier. Yeah. There was some creepy old man in a in a rocking chair out front who was giving us weird looks the whole time, and it was like a little 
you know, rundown general store from, yeah, like the 70s. And the, the whole time we were just like, all right, somebody stay out here. So if one of us gets killed, you can start the car. <laughs> like, yeah, and Roman and Roman and Pigeon <laughs> stayed inside. I stayed by the car. Ty went to go pay. And I, like, did anyone ever watch the show Squidbillies on Adult Swim? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Okay, mm-hmm. so remember the grandma, the way she talked and, like, the main character? She's like, ah, yeah, like, so yeah. <laughs> yes. two of those people, two old dudes were just standing there talking. And they sounded were there. (laughs) No, actually, one of them sounded like the grandma squid, and the other sounded like the dude. And I'm just listening to them talk, and I'm looking around. The dude in the freaking rocking chair is still giving us looks, and I'm like, "Ty, I'm brown. We need to leave." (laughs) Yeah, I remember you saying that. (laughs) You're like, my my skin color isn't compatible with this place. (laughs) Oh, baby. That's oh, fucking on. Awesome. That was so funny. It's just like I forgot I'm not in California anymore. This oh is a gosh. different place. Not Kansas. <laughs> yeah. That's that is hilarious. Dude, another was, another funny so memory from XCON. I remember um speaking of overpaying for, for comic books, I got um a copy of The Killing Joke which I had never read at that point. And I remember asking Roman, like, oh, yeah, isn't this, like, a really famous Batman comic? And you're like, oh, yeah, it's really good. I didn't realize, not only was I overpaying for it, I was getting, like, the worse edition. Like, it's the weird reprint where they, like, readed the colors and, like, the colors Mm. off. Because that... Oh, yeah. Because it's got crazy colors regardless. But, um, yeah, they, like, redid it at one point and it, like, messed with the the palette for everything. So I have like the, the the worst like color palette version and I'm like, gosh, I got ripped off. <laughs> I didn't know. I was so excited. I was like, oh nice. Why didn't I tell you no? I don't think you knew. I think I just showed you the cover and I didn't open it. You know, you would At that know. point I was probably only like four years into comics, but I didn't know anything about I always got single issues, so I knew nothing about the trades at all. Yeah, well and I think mm-hmm. that that's kind of a thing that slips under a lot of people's radars randomly when comic books for some reason undergo like a recoloring like I don't know when yeah. that happens or if there's It's like when there's Blu-ray releases the later on of some older film and it's like a really bad like uh transition. Yeah, bad transition. For yeah like what yeah. edition. Yeah, so I don't think it either of us even really looked at inside, which I just picked it up and you're like, Oh yeah, classic and I was like, Okay, cool <laughs> bought it. Um so it, there was a lot of stuff like that. I bought like a bunch of like homemade uh merch from some guys. I remember I got some like pokemon pins that were like horribly yeah you made. got the buttons that were all yeah the balls <laughs> yeah i got like some little throw pillow that was like horribly made that had like the aperture science logo on it i remember that yes. yeah and it's like i'm overpaying for so much of this stuff but again like you're, you're so excited just to to be there um <laughs> that was a funny first part of the experience is overpaying yeah. part of the experience yeah. it's fun to look yeah, back part and of laugh the, yeah. about come on every time i go to dragon con i buy another plastic star trek phaser because they keep breaking but i keep spending 25 bucks on them yeah i find whatever godzilla things i can and then also i always love going to the legos to see if they have some new custom figure that just like is some interesting character that there's no license for and they're like how'd you make that and it's like don't worry about it do you want it <laughs> it's like yeah yeah <laughs> That's That's fair. Like for me, it's like swords and like I love a fun community I found through the dealer's room was like getting a water buffalo horn and like the fact that like if you blow it, people have to like like respond back to you, which I didn't realize that was a thing in that community. Yeah. So like they're they're saying that like the booth guys who were making them by hand, they're like, Yeah, whenever you do it, people either have to say like 
like actually say it if they don't have the horn on them. But yeah, it always has to be a response. So it's yeah. just fun little trinkets like that you wouldn't have known unless you've been exposed to that type of stuff. So. I would say never blow that horn unless you want me to run over like I'm from Lord of the Rings and be like, the horn of Gondor, Gondor Gondor calls yes, for Gondor aid, and I'm just fucking aid. run over. Momo calls for aid. <laughs> I mean, I, I've gotten so much like obscure stuff like cat contacts, like the swords behind me are like foam master swords. I have like an actual steel sword like downstairs. You know, it's like almost, I do appreciate it. It's some really obscure shit that like you nor- wouldn't normally find. You find it at a, at a con, at a dealer's room. Like all my tiger head book bags, got them and then awkwardly went into like a furry panel not realizing it was a furry panel oh. and i'm like they're like oh love your backpack because it's like, tails a, like a wagon. stuffed yeah, what yeah is, and what i'm is, like why oh, is everyone nice. talking about yiffing <laughs> yeah what and i'm like wait you don't know what yiffing don't worry about is? it is we're not gonna, don't we're not gonna no, talk about no, you sweet is that, baby is that boy furry sex i have no idea i I honestly, I I go out of my way to stay out of furry business, so I don't You're, really. That's fine. Furry dude. business. Speaking yeah. of furries, uh, Godzilla and Godzilla vs King Kong, delicious. <laughs> what? Man, they made Godzilla oh, yeah, so fuckable that. in the new King What's, Kong. What are you? What? Godzilla, what are you doing? All the fan art, all that fan fiction, brah, brah. Man, Godzilla's thick ass thighs. <laughs> Roman, I'm gonna censor you. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Oh, dude, I haven't been I haven't been bleeped in a couple. You of haven't. Podcasts. You haven't. It's well, it's been. You don't try like I gotta today. say the word. <laughs> oh, thanks, Roman. Thanks. There we go. <laughs> there's my yeah, bleep. Mama, there's two words I can't allow in this. You know, just to be. Which good. one's the that's other fair? One? Respect. Uh, respect. The other one. I'm not gonna space. say it, Roman. Then I have to bleep myself. That's extra work. Yeah, bleep yourself. <laughs> no, you'll know because I'll probably be like, oh, cool. I'm gonna make a face of like I have to do more. Is work it the c word? No, we said that one was fine. <laughs> the british people like it it's okay you know all oh, right yeah it's fine but uh yeah um that actually xcon wasn't my first con i had cons in san francisco before that before they mm. left forever uh WonderCon. i don't know if you guys ever heard of that mm. it's like yeah. the is that the bread convention yes um <laughs> white bread the everywhere white bread. I actually the, toured the their factories weirdest weirdest experience you, they there is a guy that dresses up as a giant loaf of wonder bread with the, the wrapper and the kids have to run and take one piece of bread off they, at a time they eat him, they eat him. <laughs> it's calling the running of the bread it's the running of the bread so WonderCon is the little brother of san diego comic-con so it's like um different cons will be done by like there, there's probably a group that does certain cons in different cities and for San Diego Comic-Con, I believe uh, it envelopes specifically that one, the main one there, uh, WonderCon, and I believe New York Comic-Con. So the big three, uh, it would be like those ones, uh, which New York would be like the second biggest, and then uh, I think WonderCon the third. And it used to be in San Francisco, and you'd go there, and it's like in Moscone Center, which is like a really big convention center in San Francisco. That's usually where like all the big stuff takes place. And... We went there, I think, when we were 18, I want to say, and it was around the time everything was starting, like, I think the second year we went, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was getting started, or Avengers was going to come out, so they had, like, you make your own, uh, you could be an Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. to get your own, like, badge and stuff, they had, like, photo booths and everything, but it was basically like a miniature Comic-Con. It's Comic-Con, but before Comic-Con got, like, really oversaturated with everything. 
So yeah, it's like a, a cooler, yeah. yeah, it's like a cooler version that still has some stuff. Like I remember, uh, it, this is where panels differentiate. So at Dragon Con, the panels there, like Dragon Con's not really specific to anything. It's very much feels more like a cosplay con. And when you look yeah, at the panels, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the, the, the panels, there aren't really professional. Like there's no uh, sponsors or anything. So it's all just fan panels which can be cool but at the same time if you're looking for interesting things that maybe haven't been seen yet you're not going to find it there it's more like just cool community meetups if anything whereas if you go to WonderCon and san diego comic con you're going to see the panels there is like oh do you know that show you like here's a panel with the cast and they're going to talk about the next season that movie coming out same thing you're going to see footage you'll never see before comic books here are the writers and artists and you can ask them questions and they're going to reveal what's coming up next for those books you're reading currently. So it's like a giant like preview for everything, but also your chance to see people you've been watching or reading for so long that you're a big fan of them. That's what makes those panels really exciting. Like um, Kojima was at Comic-Con when I went and he was doing something for Death Stranding and I couldn't get in because the line was literally oh yeah so yeah, long that line was insane like it was a three hour it was insane and the, everyone out there had no chance of getting in but people yeah, did it anyway amazon prime simulator yes and <laughs> uh <laughs> like <Disney laughs> soundtrack by churches and yeah. like uh WonderCon though I, I remember seeing like cowboys and aliens cowboys versus aliens and john favreau's there and it was such a weird panel because he's like oh i'm gonna show you guys some footage of the the movie and stuff with harrison ford and daniel craig and we're like yeah any chance of james bond oh boy and we like see an awesome clip and then he goes and he's like hey guys and also you know olivia wilde wanted to be here but she couldn't so she she told me something to tell you guys to you know keep you guys excited for the movie and he's like she sleeps naked and we're all like what what <laughs> it was so random i was like ex- how exciting me. i was Way like wow pander to fun fact i wrote it down in my note in my handy dandy notebook i was like sleeps naked wow what's the next clue? <laughs> blues clues that's, that's a nice blues yeah. clue right there <laughs> and it was like well, i yeah, went to that bl- one <laughs> that's a nice blues clue <laughs> i went to hor- uh, unfortunately i went to the green lantern panel ryan reynolds oh. was there and he's like, oh. uh, Green Lantern's light, blah, 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 blah. And everyone's like, oh. And, uh, or maybe I actually maybe didn't get in. My friend got in and he recorded it and I got to watch it. And we felt bad we didn't get to go in. Looking back, I don't feel as bad. You know, but, you know what's uh, really funny to me? You, yeah. Like you describing, like, this is like a common occurrence at cons like that, where they have a big cast or like a signature guest. They can just go up and say a thing like a really mundane easy to sort of be performative about like thing and people lose their minds like mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't it like um the uh when the there was like a panel for batman versus superman like back way 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 back when that was either like early in production or hadn't been announced yet and like who somebody involved in production i don't even know if it was ben affleck like just was at a panel and just read like the uh the the batman speech from like when he fights superman everybody freaks out they lose their mind and it's like um i don't know why that's so funny to me is like you you just have to say just say a quote from your thing say a quote from the fandom people will flip out the implications are of course this is being announced but um there's something very funny to me that people get like hyped beyond belief 
Oh, dude, for, it, for it, it works. It can work really well, like, oh, yeah. especially because it's low effort no. and like high, you know, sort of reward. Like it's it's very yeah. easy to just ha- show up and say a line. You don't really have to do anything else. So show up yeah. and say this phrase, and everyone will freak out, and you can leave. As far as we're concerned, <laughs> like that's basically yeah. it. There, so there's a lot of that. At least more at San Diego Comic Con, and then uh, WonderCon though. It's more, like I said, it was much more down to earth. You don't have any of that stuff yet. And instead, like, your celebrity area, it's still, like, you know, big celebrities, but it's still, like, a mix of people. Like, I don't want to say washed up, but there were some people I saw where no matter what con you go to, you kind of knew they were going to be there, and they were always there. Yeah. And those two people was that kid from Lassie, always there. (laughs) And and Lou Ferrigno. Were the two people yeah. every single time. No, Lou Ferrigno's always there. Lou Ferrigno's always there, and I remember... This man, all he does is go to conventions. Yeah. My, my buddy and I go over to him, and he's like, should I do it? And I'm like, dude, go for it. And he goes, hey, Lou Ferrigno, I want to arm wrestle you. And Lou Ferrigno's like, hey, get, get out of here, guy. And he just, like, he's like, no, no. Does he, this man just sound like Sylvester Stallone in real I, life? I, I, like him. His, his voice is, I can't do it. I can't do it without sounding Frank like guttural. Like, yeah, it's very, it's very deep. Um, he's got like an but, Andre the Giant voice. Kind of, actually. Mm-hmm. He does sound like Andre the Giant a bit, but like he like was like, "Nah, get out of here, kid. You don't, you, you don't know what you're messing with." And it was just hella funny that it was like, "Yeah, Bra- my buddy Brandon tried to challenge him to arm wrestling, and he wouldn't do it. Louis Frigno back down." Yeah. <laughs> just hella funny. And then yeah. Like, What's with? And then he, the kids, Lassie kids there, and you go, "How many Lassies did you go through? Like, what was that like?" What's yeah? What's with or the, like old yellers? The whole uh, the, how did you shoot? There's like those like maybe five or six people, yeah, big cons, that are always there, that haven't made anything new in you know ages, and they are just you know, uh, the, the that's just like all they do is they just go to cons, and they'll usually go to the same con every year, and uh, it's I don't know how they do it's it. It's sort of I don't know sad. Afford it. Yeah, it does. It, it feels almost like that's like kind of their current income source. Income where it's like a seasonal job for them. Yeah. Um, but I, I never wanted to look too much into it because I'm like, oh, I don't need to be depressed at a con. So <laughs> you like, you just kind Fair. of go, cool. You get to see them. And what's always weird is, you know, as someone that goes to a con, you have a certain a lot of amount of money usually, unless you go crazy. But you go, oh, I want to spend this much or meet some people. So you can't necessarily. You know, you meet all these great people and you want to you talk to them a bit and you feel there is a sense of feeling bad because you didn't buy anything from them. Or maybe you do yeah, buy something that from them or you a want a picture. Lot. Yeah, and you go, but I can't, I can't. I don't have that much money for everything and I can't do that. And it's so hard to pick and choose. But also, yeah, you just leave with some form of, sen- yeah, that, that weird sense of guilt a little bit each time. Especially the ones with like no lines. Where you yeah. Have yeah. Ones where it's like our weight and the one next ne- right next door uh doesn't really have anyone something yeah. that i've heard about that um is uh the the best thing that you can do is just let the person know that you just genuinely really enjoy their work and that's it like don't try to do anything too crazy don't try to say like there's, there's like a there's a sense of um sometimes when you go up to talk to those people like i want to do something memorable because there's this like it's almost like a thing that everybody subconsciously thinks that, like maybe if i say the right combination of words you know in the right order 
possibly there could be a chance that they're like going to remember me and I'm going to be their favorite fan that they ever had an interaction with like that type of thing. You want to be like the guy that like had the special connection with this actor that you care about. But like um, some of the best interactions we've had, especially at lines where like nobody was there. Uh, sometimes me and Kamran will just walk around and like talk to people at like the meet. That and was greet. our thing. We would just yeah. walk around artist like not art the celebrity meet and greet and just yeah go in on it. Uh, like we met. I'm looking for his name. Uh, Game of Thrones, the Knight of Flowers, Loris Tyrell. That's his name. That actor. Yes. We met him. And was it Finn Jones? Was that his name? Uh, let me see. Finn Jones. Yeah. Yeah. We met. Ha! We met him, and he had a booth. Also, aka the Iron Fist. Oh yeah, the Iron Fist. <laughs> he had a booth next Danny to Rand. the guy who plays uh, uh, Hodor. Everybody wanted to talk to Hodor, which is funny to me because Hodor's like, you know, a, literally a one-note character. That's all he does. <laughs> Say that. Um, but he also uh, says, "Hold the door." Yeah, <laughs> and we uh, and so we went to meet. Hold the door. Uh, oh, freaking God, what a fucking. <laughs> Yeah, we went to meet Finn Jones, and we just talked to him and said that we really enjoyed him in the show, and that we were really happy to meet him. And he was, like, the nicest dude in the world in return, and it seemed like he just, that genuinely, like, meant a lot to him, and we didn't try to make it special, and we didn't buy anything, uh, at least I, I didn't, I don't I can't remember if Cameron did, but we were just, like, really wanted to just say They're hi. more expensive. And, yeah, and uh, that was, like, a really special interaction, and I was like, I guess that's all you can do, and hope that they feel the same way. But yeah, there's always a sense of guilt when they clearly don't. Like when they they get you know, kind of like, uh, you're gonna buy some or you're gonna leave. Like <laughs> that was like, dude, that was my interaction with War- the the guy that played Worf from Star Trek, and I was like, oh, oh yeah. I loved you so much, and he's like, so you want a signature? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'll say hi, bye. <laughs> yeah, uh, was, you're gonna be on sad. Star Trek Picard? No. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh yeah. We- <laughs> we asked we're like we hear there's like a picard series. i'm so glad no i'm glad he got out i actually am yeah because we asked him we're like we hear there's like a picard series or like a reboot coming are y'all involved no <laughs> suck my bridges get out of here <laughs> yeah and i was like oh <laughs> sorry we're... correct answer good job <laughs> like... yeah one one weird experience i had at WonderCon was uh the guy one of the guys that worked on gumby was there and we're all like, oh, shit, we watched this when we were kids. And there was another guy there that was selling just random art. And one of them was Gumby. And we all ran over to him and bought, like, these really cheap Gumby prints that were really good. And we ran over to the Gumby guy and went, oh, could you sign these Gumby prints? Because we it was, like, our first con. We didn't know. And he goes, where'd you get those? And we're like, what? We get the... And he, he, he does it. He signs them. And then he goes, I got to go talk to somebody. <laughs> But you could tell he was just like discovering like, oh, there's some dude nearby selling cheaper prints of the stuff I worked on. And then people then will come over to me with that work without paying me. Was was it like fan art or is it like identical to like? It was really good fan art that I liked. You know what you do is you. Because it's stylized. Yeah. You charge more to sign a thing that isn't available yeah there's through. a corkage fee there's a corkage fee yeah yeah that's what um, he, the... i think he did i feel like he did charge us still but it was more still like he only got half of what he could have gotten i guess no, yeah. no. considering like his we didn't get the prints themselves from he's, he doesn't know what he's doing either man <laughs> yeah it was, it was very prepared <laughs> People yeah bring i mean you stuff. i mean but i'm sure yeah. i mean gumby you know gumby was 
God Kambi. back then, so it's like. <laughs> was I remember the the biggest like assembly line system of like signing autographs was the voice actor of Edward Elric, Vic Mignogna. I know he's like oh. always in hot water though with the the shenanigans that he gets into, which is not oh no kosher, I don't know but it's yeah. crazy because. <laughs> But yeah, not not a good guy. But anyways, uh, because he's so popular with like FMA and like other stuff he does, it's always a line like out the door. He usually like when I went to a con to see him, it was like people have, you know, usually in the like celebrity rooms, it's like a booth per person. For him, he had his like his own room, essentially. And wow. it was like assembly, assembly line of like, all right, you pick your print from one table, you keep going in the line, you like, you know, pay there, prepay, and da da da, and then you like get your photo with him or you know sign, and then it was just kind of like, again, like assembly line, like it was just crazy, mm. like so like not personal whatsoever. But of course he puts his on, you know, his act on. But yeah, it was just really surreal of just like the the turnover rate essentially. That's but, hey, that's gotta like, make money somehow. No, for sure. That was like uh, at really fast Dragon Con, but like Jason David Frank, the Green Power Ranger. I was in line for two hours and I was like, I don't know what to say to him. That's going to be crazy. It's the it's the Green Power Ranger. It was like the dude that had the Dragon Sword. It was like another version of Godzilla. This is insane. And I run over to him and I'm like, oh my God, you're Jason David Frank. He's like, yeah, great photo. Bye bye. And I'm like, no, no, I just the, I was here for two yep. hours. That's just how yep. it goes. And they have like a handler. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They all have handlers. They got the leashes. Everything. Yeah. It's like they're ready to go. It's crazy. But, yeah. I, uh, I will. I will say a quick story. Quick anime con story. So we re- walked, you know, in line and stuff. Signed it with Vic, and then that same night we just went out to dinner, just randomly, and we actually ran into him because it was like a kind of like hibachi place, mm-hmm. and we're just like really chill. And I'm just like, you know, because we're side by side in line and, and like we're, you know, just chilling out. And I'm just said like, hey, man, I want you know, like, I do know who you are, but, you know, play it cool. Because like, because he saw my like my badge and he's like, oh, from the convention. I'm like, yeah, just chill, like play it cool. And I'm like, hey, I, you know, I'm not ignorant. I know who you are, but like, I want you to enjoy your evening. He's like, oh, I really appreciate that. Like, chill. Thanks. Um, And he actually like came over to our table and just kind of chilled with us. And it was so funny because his handler it was like a really young woman that he like just met and it's like yeah they're definitely gonna like go banging later like, <laughs> you know it's like the, nice. the lady he picked up type of deal of course this is, you know of course like before this was like a decade ago so she um, handled it. it was really chill <laughs> yeah pretty pretty much and apparently mm-hmm. he went to college for film fun fact and i guess he went goes to savannah a lot for like other like weird conventions i don't know it was interesting um, okay not the best guy now because of uh, <laughs> media, but no, I got, yeah. interesting experience. Yeah, no, just, for sure. Yeah. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con, though, that is a different beast entirely. So, you know, that is just on one place, practically. It's the biggest convention center I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, when you got like, I went once. I went in 2019. And I was going to go again, potentially in 2020. That obviously happened. But uh, they it was the 50th anniversary. It was also... I lucked out. It was the 50th anniversary. It was also the first time they've ever had a Godzilla booth there from Toho. So I'm just like, oh, this is fantastic. Like but- the Toho was there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing yes. photos of that. That was really cool. Yeah, I, 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 I kept going back there. I think I kept going to that booth every day. But that's also because like, I was hey trying guys, to get like a, again. They, there was there was stuff I was trying to get and they kept selling out and they're like, we'll have more tomorrow. And I'm just like, oh, God. But uh, the first time you walk in there, 
it made me like think Dragon Con. I'm like, wow, Dragon Con's fucking small, man. I thought it was big, but I was wrong. The San Diego Comic Con Hall is so massive. And this is just like the main area where it's like, oh, here's all the shops, here's the booths, here's like Artist Alley. All of the stuff is here in this place. And it's massive. And that's not even accounting for the halls themselves where all the panels are in. And it's so crazy because to walk from one end to the other, if there is no traffic, actually, even if there was traffic, I'd say it's probably a 30 to 40 minute walk just to get from one side to the other. Like straight up. It's so massive. If there's a lot of people, you're probably looking at an hour walk, maybe. Uh, But if you get sidetracked by something, what if someone's walking with Danny Trejo is like, I'm Danny Trejo. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. And... Get it's steps in yeah you're gonna oh you're gonna get a lot of steps in and also just wear a lot of deodorant and there's so many people there oh my gosh but, bring like little spray like febreze cans yeah no you, yes exactly and the shops that like they're in WonderCon, like dragon con is very cool because it's like oh there's all these different crafts people got all your D dice your legos patches you have those bags that you could probably put your nuka-cola caps in if you still had some and you didn't recycle them all and forget but I uh got all of them i may have recycled all mine uh oh we kept we didn't go back it was no point but uh like there, there's all those cool things and so maybe there's like some old video games and you'll still find the comics and stuff comic-con has potentially all of that but also oh hey look it's the giant dc shop it's the giant marvel shop it's an actual basically here's an entire comic book shop here in this in but there's like five of them all next to each other and there's boxes upon boxes upon boxes and like everyone's just like going through as fast as possible it's not like those little booths at dragon con where you're just kind of like trying to get in there and there's other people and you're like oh here you can go first and uh that that one it's like there's no need it's like a giant watering hole and every now and again a crocodile comes out and it's like i got the spawn fat man and you're like oh my god you fall in the water and you're gone but like the sheer amount of stuff and then they have exclusives where oh do you want the slim jim macho man randy savage figure that you can only get here at san diego comic-con and it's like is that yes. Macho Man Randy Savage Slim Jim yes. action figure? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, I you're it. just like, I, I, I want that. Uh, there's also the Batman giant figure pack where it has all the weirdest versions, some of them in the Golden Age, which is like Zebra Batman, Rainbow Batman, and some other weird-ass ones that you're like, why did they make this? But they did, and now I have a figure of it. There, it's just sheer insanity because Hasbro is just king there. They just have a giant thing where they go, here's all our exclusives. There are different times. You have to make a reservation and all this stuff. And even when celebrities come, there's like meet and greets in the giant company panels. They had the Game of Thrones cast come in or the CW cast. And you're just like, oh, hey, it's Jughead. Wow, I can't believe it. He's here. Or here's Sophie Turner. And it's it's just an insane amount of people just running through. And they do the signings and stuff. And the security people are basically beating people back, being like, hey, get out of the way. They're coming through. Or you get trapped in the middle. And all of a sudden, you're kind of flooded by Game of Thrones actors and uh, fans and security guards. And you're like, I can't breathe. Oh, this is what Jon Snow feels like in the Battle of the Bastards. I understand now. It's like that. Like... It's huge, and it's so many people, 
and it makes Dragon Con and everything else feel incredibly small. But did they have like big raves and stuff? Like, was the nightlife pretty good? Because I still have like my I still have my parachute trip pants with chains on them. From, it was uh, very <laughs> my Raven days. That's awesome. That one was my harder to Raven tell. Days. I couldn't tell honestly because I didn't know. It's, it's, it, I feel like Dragon Con was easier because you knew everything was at, you knew what was going on, and yeah, it was very much like yeah. it was very present too. This one was much more like if you didn't know anything and you're just going there solo, or like with it was like me and one friend, and we were just pretty much like tag teaming the whole thing. We were like, I don't know what anything is doing, like what's going on, and we were so exhausted because it wasn't like we're we're walking this whole time, we're doing this, and we're just like let's let's just go back and then randomly he'll be like let's go work out and it's like what and then we go to the gym and then you're just even more exhausted can but, work out at the raves it'll be yeah. a good time but we didn't even good see time. anything because there there was mm-hmm. either we couldn't find it or it was just harder Fair. to even yeah. navigate because we weren't even there was in a hotel there we were in an airbnb in a in a nice little Upstairs, town nearby yeah. across yeah. like a bridge basically from it but we got to stay with a cat that was named Faticus. So I was very happy about that. <laughs> Faticus. Yeah, Faticus. Faticus was a very good cat. I miss Faticus. But That's tight. Yeah, it's it's just a different place. You can go into the Krusty Krab. It's just a very weird... Yeah, no, that's also a thing. Um, but yeah, Comic-Con is just different and massive. And you have a night and day difference with that in Dragon Con. Where you, you have definite different expectations and what your plans are going to be whereas like dragon con i know for sure i'm going to get drunk i'm going to play werewolf i'm going to shop i'm going to wind up at probably like a subway or something at 3 a.m i don't really know here comes the mummies concert you know yeah Yeah. whereas comic con i'm like i'm going to buy god knows what the fuck comic books i'm going to meet all these writers and artists that i loved death uh i'm going to go stand in line to meet Todd McFarlane. Like, it's like all that stuff. It, it's it's just crazy. Yeah, hopefully with the pandemic, like, I'm really curious post everything, hopefully, uh, what it's going to look like. Hopefully, like, some will actually still survive or some, like, don't. Like, I know we mentioned the small-time voice actors and, like, small-time burnouts, essentially. <laughs> they they uh, need if, this. It's their way yeah. of making a living. Yeah. Yeah. Um, imagine people just hey I want to watch the let's do an online virtual panel with the boy that played the kid from Lassie and it's like uh, yeah yeah, that's not what I wanted (laughs) so so okay then with that on on the mind uh, what cons once this all blows over would you want to go to what are you like what are some that you've never been to that you'd want to go to which is what we were going to do before everything oh, yeah, like yeah. Texas Frightmare was kind of like the first test for at least Ty and I to like try mm-hmm. something we haven't before yeah um I know one that I wanted to do when we were talking about that was go to uh PAX because I like the idea of getting to try games that haven't come out yet oh yeah Robin's been there yeah, yeah. and it's not even so much about like big triple a games I, I really couldn't care less about that stuff Just indie ones yeah I think mm-hmm. indie stuff is interesting I like the fact that's unlike um the big AAA games where they just have like appointed people to come and like show them off. Cause you know, again, it's corporate. I, I like the fact that the indie ones, like the actual devs are typically right there and you can like actually talk to them about stuff you like or don't like, like you have a real tangible sort of um, ability to give real feedback that, that can get implemented into the final game. You can, you know, make a genuine connection and, uh, 
like actually sort of be a part of the process of figuring out what's going to make this good or bad or whatever. Um, and, and there's smaller lines, which is great <laughs> for those. Yes. You're not going to wait for four hours to play Halo Infinite for 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> you know, that's mm-hmm. silly to me. Um, so yeah, like PAX is really interesting to me for that reason. Cause I hate the corporate nature of like big cons where you have to wait for everything. To I will say fair, I love be free with so much stuff. When so I went to when I went to QuakeCon, I think the year was 2009. I don't know. New Vegas was just announced, and I got to play like I got to play throughout the entirety of New Reno. Dang! Like I was doing quests for the kings right there. That's <laughs> I think that that was that was the that was the only gaming related like preview that I actually enjoyed. Yeah. And I got a T-shirt out of it. Oh, and and a there was a game called Brink that came. Oh, out. I remember Brink. I remember that. Wasn't that a multiplayer that, game? That game was phenomenal, and it failed immediately at launch. And I have no idea why. Yeah, it was competing no with why. another. There was some other game around that time that was also doing the big sort of um, parkour, like you know, um, multiplayer shooter type of thing. And Brink was tight. I remember, I think Brink just got beat out. I think because it was stylized and that was going out of fashion. Um, mm. it, was, it was good. Yeah. Yep. It was like it was like if TF2 became balanced again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <sighs> but for me, I mean, I... So there's like more local and then there's more, I guess, kind of corporate like, I mean, for sure, I've always wanted to do PAX easily. And that was one we did want to do. And it was like, I think the one we wanted to do was PAX Prime or PAX West, which is the one in Seattle, because it'd be a new location. The whole point also is like to check out a new city entirely. And then there's also PAX East in Boston and South, I think, in San Antonio. But I also remember talking about like Emerald City Comic Con, which is like the Seattle Comic Con and um, Star Wars Celebration was another big one because it it's just like you know whether or not you may like the newer stuff in star wars it's basically star wars of all times you get every single era of it there and it's cool because it's like right in anaheim maybe so you can go to like disneyland after so we were like oh we could do star wars celebration and you guys can go to disneyland and i'll also come to california for the first time so the so i don't necessarily have to fly across the country everyone else gets to try it and see how it's like all the, <laughs> for the you. first time too <laughs> Like, it, <laughs> sorry, but we don't want to go to Cali. <laughs> I, I've, I've been there for boarding school. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm done with that. I'm good. I love oh, you. Okay. But... Damn. One but, day. Yeah. One day. One day. Mm-hmm. We got you. We got you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's there's all those various ones we wanted to try, and because the whole thing was too like we we had gone to Dragon Con so many times, and you know we're limited on money, and it was the same thing with Savannah, where it was like, hey guys, what if we tried somewhere new each time? And we'll come back to these places, but we're just so used to them. What if we tried something else? And it's like, in my head, I'm like, this is going to last one or two years. And then everyone's want everyone's going to want to go back. And we will have made no progress. Dude, here's here's the problem, though. It's like, when was the last time we went to Dragon Con? A couple of years ago. I know we're not talking about Dragon Con, but when was the last time we went to Dragon Con? Probably 2018. 2018. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we were going to go back. It's just the quarantine. 2018. Then 2019, we decided to take a break. Texas yeah, Frightmare. 20, 20, right. Yeah, 2019, we decided to take a break. We're going to do Texas Frightmare instead. It's awesome. 2020, we were going to do Dragon Con again. Quarantine hit. 2021, 
things ain't looking any better, and they're putting nope. Dragon Con on again, and fuck that. Yeah, it's not. And it's like private, that. but it's like the par- it's weird. I've seen it on the local news. It's, a it's private like parade, the, par- yeah. the parade. Yeah, the, it's a private private parade, and it's like, well, the whole point of it is to like the whole community the in- as a whole to enjoy it. The like. entire the entire Colonial Marine faction isn't even going. Like, oh, they, really? They, not a single person. That's going. all I need to hear. Except for maybe the maybe the super right wing one. Oof. <laughs> the one. The yeah. single Colonial the Marine. The single, yeah. the one. The one that gets got in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, as a disclaimer to your point, Roman, um, I for 2022, depending if there's a pandemic... I know our wedding is gonna be my wedding's gonna be Labor Day weekend. I tried to do it on a Sunday for you guys. I tried the it was already taken that date, but so um, my wedding, which you guys are obviously invited to, it's gonna be Saturday that same weekend. So if you guys want to party I... hard, and then you know chill out, but yeah. I listen. I'd rather go to I'd rather go to Momo Con than, <laughs> than Dragon Con. <laughs> That's also a real like, good the, the, the options there. Yeah, there's a MomoCon, I think, too. Yeah, there's a Friday oh, night. You guys really? can party there. You know, try to be, you know, facilitating. You know, you guys can do both if you want. Yeah, I'll be in um, costume. Maybe <laughs> the Hamburglar will make a, a <laughs> triumphant return to the I'm going to go in my Thank wedding God. costume. Wedding costume. They'll be like, where's Give all the time. catered food? The dude dressed up as Hamburglar said he could take care of it. He never showed back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh, boy. He went to the open bar and the rest was history. But I agree with you, Comrade, though, of just, like, bringing it back to, like, explore new cons. It's just hard, right? Like, we're, we're yeah. starting out still in our career. Hopefully, we have enough money saved. You know, it's just, like, so many factors, oh, yeah. right? Plus a pandemic. But I agree of, like, expanding her, our horizons. It's just, yeah, the the right time has definitely has to come. Oh, show. Yeah. 2020 didn't do us any favors, for sure. But nor did nah. 2021 for that matter yeah no it's well that yeah. was that's because it was bigger and better that's what that's what 2021 is it's just bigger and better 2020 at this point but yeah it's uh yeah any uh what any I... last remarks for cons or anything guys we come out of wine and i cannot wait to go to the next fucking convention Roman, you should just dress up as the hound for one up for one, and just literally have a flask full of wine and be like, "Fuck water, give me one," and just keep drinking the entire time. That'd be great. That'd be, that'd you're be tall great. enough. We could actually do sure. a Game of Thrones one because I have the Jon Snow hair now. So I don't have any I armor. Do. I don't have a sword. Yeah. That's just more money. <sighs> yeah, I have no money. <laughs> Ty can be a. Uh... Hmm. Hmm. I don't want to say Arya. Be Spike up there, like Lannister. Ty could be Arya. Spike up Ty could be Arya. Arya. You could be Lamy, the kid that, that they couldn't walk in season two that just gets killed. Arya's friend. What the heck, guys? Just, oh yeah. Yeah, great. I can't walk, <laughs> sir. I can't walk. I'm gonna be Joffrey. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. Joff. Perfect. It almost Done. works. Yeah. Honestly. Done. It almost almost works. You little blondie. <laughs> Done. Every Done. time. But all right, guys. Um, Momo, where can people find you? What, what what plugs would you like to make? Whether it's social uh, media or anything you'd like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm in Insta. So mine is underscore the Momo because I am the Momo. And then I'm she recently is. trying to get more into into TikTok with my with my photos, my textures, making vibes and moods all day, air day. And that handle is underscore the dot momo. 
but <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Love love being the the um, resident weeb in the group, so it's uh, it's a good time. Yeah, Roman, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Revolver Roman or at Terravision Video if you want me to hook you up with some sick Blu-rays. Do nice. it. Nice. Awesome. And Tyler, where can people find you? I don't know you? who that is, but you can find me at <laughs> It's Titanic <laughs> on Twitter. I-T-S-T-Y-T-A-N-I-C. Uh, yeah. How's that Instagram progress going? I, I I have one. We're still I just working haven't on posted that. anything on it. I like. I haven't set it Post up. Post more at blender all. stuff. Oh, you have one now. Oh my <laughs> Post more blender. Dude. Post Ready. some butt shots, bro. Come on. I man. actually am working on a new blender model that hopefully will look yes, nice. Blender gods I, must be appeased. You know, you can <laughs> upload the older ones too. No, it, right? I know. I want to make sure I'm like back in the swing of things, but I do have a an Instagram. Uh, I think it's t- just Ty Robertson VFX. Uh, <laughs> but Bobby found me. My <laughs> friend bobby for listeners just like bobby always finds yeah you. like he's like the one person who sent me yeah. a friend request and i was like oh okay i'm not really using this for anything um <laughs> yeah oh, you will be getting you're gonna so be tagged many. now you're gonna oh, please you're gonna get be getting tagged. so many Everything. dank maymays please send me stuff that will be fun Everything. wait what are you doing Robert? <laughs> sending him dank maymays oh, okay all right i'll follow i'll Gosh. follow you back there you go <laughs> my two oh my Ow. all righty i'll have to look yeah, you can find that. me on ty robertson vfx on instagram but nope there's nothing on there yet not yet just uh you can message ty robertson as well while you're there and just demand <laughs> or text content. him at this number yeah, te- yeah, text him at the next. Text Ty at uh, <laughs> blank, 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 blank. Just get bombarded with everything. That would be the best. Just Ty just can't use his phone anymore. It's oh. the easiest number to remember, guys. It's the easiest number. <laughs> it's 1-800-CALL-PRICE. Just price. guess Just guess four. Just guess three different numbers. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> and just start going to town, guys. Right. If you actually give them too many clues, somebody will figure out my number because it's only. Oh, me. I found out. I found out what Comron can bleep next. <laughs> no! I'm not bleeping that. No! That's a very common number. I appreciate that. Appreciate that number. Great. Also, Momo, we have. Uh, we use duck quacks as the bleeps. So they're basically there's me. That's going to be a lot of quacks. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Roman. I hope you put Roman. one for every number in the. <laughs> I will put. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna call, forget. Call like, Ty it, like, quack, 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 quack. There's every like every once in a while I, like when like we're doing an episode, I'll listen back to it and someone will say something like, uh, come around edit this out, but and it won't be edited out. <laughs> and I'm like You'll never fucking edit it out. It could be like someone having technical difficulties for an hour. <laughs> Comrade will just leave it in. Oh gosh. Oh lordy. Mm-mm. Hey man, I I have rules, but also you know I'm one guy. I have rules. I I, tr- I try, but I can't do that much. I'm like, eh, I'll put in duck quest. I play by different rules. Yeah. <laughs> well now I, I just I know what two things I got to watch out for, which is I, I, this this is the one show I have to listen through the entire damn thing to make sure I don't I have to take certain things out. I'm just like, huh, God damn it. Huh, huh, huh. I, Mama, there's no other show I use quacks. I'll tell you right now, this is the only one, but. Of course, yeah, you can also follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla and on Instagram at Killashoosh. And uh, you can, of course, see the other shows on this channel if you're already on the Sutra Side Talk channel. Uh, it's a weekly show, Sutra Side Talk, where we talk about gaming, movie, and TV show news. Usually only two topics a week now, and mainly it's a lot of talk of what we've been watching and playing. 
like I'll be talking a lot of Fast Nine because I just saw that. And then uh, we also have Super Sidewatch that comes out every other week. And currently, Roman's been on with us. We uh, in July talked about Tarantino Rodriguez films like The Grindhouse Double Feature of Planet Terror and Death Proof. And this month is James Cameron month, and we've already talked about The Terminator, which is out now, and upcoming is Aliens. So that'll be a good time. And, of course, we have The Cut of Steel, where we just talked about the new Suicide Squad movie, and we went all in on that. And that's our current DC show, where we just talk all things DC. Previously, only just DCEU movies, but we're expanding into other things now. But, uh, yeah. What podcast you have? Like, I have four. The guys, I, I'm like a machine. I, I edit, Every release, plan, day, and like, do I'm all of this it. Podcast. <sighs> Why do you think I tell you I'm always busy? Dude, Ty's going to get Jeez. so pissed when you don't actually believe that. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll make sure to do it. Don't <laughs> no, worry. No, it ain't happening. He gets a call just like, I am a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> big fan of LeBron. <laughs> I want the Bradford. Uh, yeah, but of course, this has been the show. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, guys. You know, just do that. It'll be great. Uh, until next time, though, we will catch you guys next month. And uh, go check out a con in like a year. Yeah, not now. No. In like a yeah, year. Safely. Go check safely. out a con. Yeah. Safely. Watch I've done, out for those peeps. Yeah. yeah, there are virtual cons out there. But still, in person is the best. When you can Where safely do so. Wear deodorant. God damn, wear deodorant. As, <laughs> as a wear female. Wear some fucking deodorant, yeah. god damn it. Yeah, please. The, the shoes are optional, but out the there. deodorant, like, come on. Yeah. Like, just remember that. God damn. Right. God damn. So long. Okay. Bye-bye.